Welcome to the Court to Corporate Podcast. I'm your host, Kirby Porter. On this show, we sit down with current and former athletes to discuss their personal playbooks and dive deeper into how it has translated into success and lessons outside the game and in the business world. You can find this podcast on your favorite streaming platform or at courttocorporate.com. Court to Corporate is all about amplifying the journey of athletes in corporate America and showcasing how your athletic influence can serve to build your path. Stay up to date with more content and perspectives across all of our social platforms. These will be linked in the show notes or they can be found on our website. Thank you for tuning in. Let's get started. Welcome back, everyone. So if you've been listening to this podcast since day one, odds are like close to eight out of 10, you've probably heard me talk about these two books that I recommend to every current and former student athlete. Athletes are Brands 2 and Brands Win Championships. Today, we have the creator and author himself with us. Jeremy Darlow is a leading brand consultant, former director of marketing for Adidas Football and Baseball, adjunct marketing professor, and of course, author of best-selling books, Athletes are Brands 2 and Brands Win Championships. Jeremy, thank you so much for joining us. Thank you for having me. Yes. So this is going to be a fun one. I want to start with your experience first before we dive into um, Athletes or Brands 2 and Brands and Championships. I'm interested to hear how you have built your career as a brand consultant, as a professor, as an author, all at this intersection of athletes and brands. Can you tell us about you know your, your career path and what led you to what you do now? Yeah, so I've been doing brand marketing for over 15 years now. Um, when I was in school, I graduated a long time ago. I graduated in 03. And my goal when I left school was to be the head of brand marketing for football at either Nike or Adidas. I'm from Portland. I uh, went to school in Oregon. Um, both of those headquarters are, are located here in the city, uh, Portland. So I wanted to stay local, and that was my dream job, you know, one or the other. It didn't matter to me. Um, eight or so years later, I ended up being the the director of marketing for Adidas football, baseball, uh, and then, you know, and then I got hockey, then I got tennis, then I got lacrosse, and, and I got volleyball. So, you know, I lived my dream. I was able to have that dream job, and I learned so much there, some amazing people, some amazing experiences. Uh, the thing that, that kind of spurred uh, my writing was uh, well before Adidas, I was in my first corporate job, sitting down, having a touch base with one of my bosses, and I just checked out during the touch base. You know, I don't know if you've had one of these yet. I'm sure you have, Kirby, you're here <laughs> in that, that business now. Uh, you know, I checked out. I, <laughs> I wasn't present. I didn't want to be there. I didn't want to be at the company. I wasn't doing what I loved. And I thought to myself, what do I want to do? And one of the things that I realized was knowing that my dream job was what it was, that sports marketing was a passion. Um, I wanted to be in that space. And I thought to myself, I'm going to write a book, you know, with the intention at that point of being to simply just print it and hold it in my hands. I never thought I would sell it. Um, but, you know, uh, years later, I end up at Adidas. I have some, some clout, if you want to call it that, from the position that I end up getting. And, I published my first book in 2015, Brandsman Championships. I got some positive feedback there. 2017, I published my second book, Athletes Are Brands Too. Got more positive feedback there. Um, and with that second book and 
the combination of the, the feedback I got from administrators and coaches from Brands and Championships and then just the concept around helping athletes build their brands with the second book, it gave me the confidence to, to set out on my own. So I left Adidas uh, in 2017 mm-hmm. and uh, I've been doing my own thing ever since. I've been consulting athletes, coaches and, and teams on my brands ever since. Love that. So I'm excited to talk a little bit more about how you work with athletes and, and what you want them to walk away with when they read these books, when you do these courses with them. So to set the stage, I'd actually like to start with Brands Win Championships, your first book, because I think it really um, just talks about the why, like why storytelling is important, why brand building is important, and, you know, the path to creating success in sports and in business. So can you tell us about the premise of, of Brands Win Championships? Yeah, and I'll I'll give you the inspiration, too, because uh, I think it's important for context. I interned as a college student in my athletic department. I went to Oregon State uh, in Corvallis, Oregon, and I was a marketing intern, sports marketing intern. And, and, you know, back then, again, that's that's the, the so long ago. I mean, it's a whole different world now that we live in from a sports perspective. But back then, our quote unquote marketing executions were simply handing out t-shirts at halftime and pom-poms and things like that, just tchotchkes, you know? And I, I was, I was upset by that because I was a diehard fan. I loved my school. I bled orange and black. Those are our colors. And, and I wanted to see us succeed. And I was so frustrated as somebody that was equally passionate about marketing and brand development, even at that age, that we were not doing those things. So that's where the first book was inspired. That's when, when I was inspired. Uh, and the book is meant to teach coaches, teach administrators, anybody involved in an athletic program, how to use marketing to build a brand that kicks off that sort of athletic program's life cycle. And that's what I call it. But it's basically everything starts with the brand. The strength of the brand leads to better athletes signing up, right, committing to the school. Better athletes leads to more wins. More wins lead to more money. And all of that money comes back and is funneled back into the brand and you just continue that cycle. So like I said, it's all about teaching. It's all about educating. Marketing is a new thing. Brand marketing especially is a new thing for sports marketers within college athletics. Um, and so I just wanted to bring that to light. You know, I, I'm, I'm passionate about it. I saw a niche. I saw an opportunity and, and I took my, my, uh, my chances with it. Yeah, I mean, even from this perspective, like going now I'm on the other side and I've been through a program, but I think when you see it on this side, you do see how much brand comes into play. And it you know kind of speaks to your point that it's not just about the X's and O's to evolve from good to great. It's about the story that you tell um, off the field of play. So with that said, athletes are brands too. This this angle with all that in mind, why why is it important for athletes to view themselves as brands with that context? Well, the first thing I'll say is when you think of a brand, you think of a personal brand. One, we all have them. We all have brands, whether we like it or not. Uh, but they're no different than reputations, you know. So the, the general student that's signing up for a thousand extracurricular activities in high school to get a scholarship or to get an entry into, you know, you went to Harvard, you know, it takes more than just a GPA to get in there. You have to do more than that. You know, you have to show that you have leadership abilities. You have to show that you will take the initiative. And we're not teaching our college athletes that right now. I think what we're teaching them is 
stay on the straight and narrow and work on your jump shot, you know, and, and, I, and I get it. It takes a lot of time to be an athlete at that level. It takes a lot of time to, to be a student at that level, let alone just an athlete. So they have a full-time job. But at the end of the day, I tell all of these kids when I talk to them, you know, all the, I get offered to, to speak to these programs quite often. And when I tell these kids, I'm the one you want to get a job from. I'm the one sitting across that table. And I've never hired anybody based on their ability to shoot a jumper. That's just not how it works. You know, I've never hired anybody because they put a jersey on and they, and they scored 15 a game. I don't care. That's not what I'm here for. I'm here to win too. My job and my, my butt is on the line. If we don't succeed, if we don't sell product, if the brand is not successful as a marketer, I'm out the door. So I'm not going to bring you on just because I saw you play on TV. I'm going to bring you on because I saw you play on TV. And in the post game, you told me you're also really passionate about marketing and you're doing this other thing on the side. And I looked at that thing and I noticed how much talent you have in the space that is important to me and my professional success. And we're just not teaching those kids that we're not teaching them enough about use that leverage, use that celebrity that you have as an athlete and turn it into awareness around another passion, whether it's math, whether it's science, whether it's fashion, I don't care what it is. Show me what else you love because in four years, you're going to be out there with everybody else trying to get that job and get that dream job. Don't waste that, that celebrity status. And I, I, we haven't taught enough of that. And that's, that's my mission right now is to teach that. Yeah. And like, I feel like so much of the way that it's taught today or like how it's communicated is like in specific pockets. Right. So that conversation only comes up in, in the fall when it's time for interviews or at the end of the four years when they're moving on to the next chapter, to your point, how do you create like a more holistic conversation around it so that they're thinking about it across these different touch points and creating a platform? And, you know, I'm curious to hear like as athletes are learning from brand marketers and learning from iconic brands, how, what's like, what's the first step? Like, how do they think about how they establish themselves, right? Like, how do they move from... from who, what they're doing to telling that story, um, but really figuring out what's the, the right way to begin to do that. You have to build a plan. And that's, that's the thing that I am most passionate about fixing. There's a, there's a problem right now in the system. We are giving kids keys to a Lamborghini without teaching them how to drive. Mm. You know, we're, we're sending them content because they play for X, Y, and Z school content of them playing on a football field or a basketball court or a baseball diamond and saying, Hey, you can post this and that's building your brand. No, that is not building anybody's brand. Because <laughs> again, when you're done four years later, your brand is first baseman for XYZ school. So guess what? Four years later, you have no brand. That's gone. You're no longer first baseman for that school. So these tools that are out there, these quote unquote brand development tools that are helping kids again, quotes, build their brands. They're farces. That's not how it works. You need a plan. If you want to build a brand, it's about education. It's about teaching and learning and understanding the A to Z process. And I've been blessed. I've had some incredible mentors, some amazing people that have taught me that process. And if it wasn't for them, I don't think I would be in the position I am in. I'm literally using the same template that I was taught when I was 25 years old. You know, I carried that with me everywhere I went. And that's what I want these kids to see and to take part in is 
It's about understanding the industry. It's about understanding what you're good at. It's about understanding what you're passionate about and where those passions differentiate you. And then you have a plan and you can carve out a niche. Then let's talk about Twitter. Let's talk about Instagram. But I don't want to hear anything about social media until I know you have a plan. You know, I tell, I tell people, I'll, I'll, I'll sum it up by this. I tell people all the time, I can't tell you how to get somewhere until you know where you want to go, right? I can't. If you don't know where you want to go, do not start the car. Do not just start driving aimlessly. And that's what every one of these kids I shouldn't say everyone. There are, there are absolutely some kids out there that are getting it and they're doing it on their own and they're putting in the work. But the majority of these kids are just tweeting and just posting on Instagram and just thinking that's what it is. Uh, that's, how, that's how you build a brand. They got verified. Their school got them verified. They're set. They're not set. If you don't make that MBA contract and you're across the table from an executive trying to get a job, what do you think they're going to say? That's the brand you need to be worried about. Yeah, I mean, I... So recently I've been reading so much about how do we think about value adding, right? And I think we, it's it's a tough balance for athletes, right? Because we live in an age where in one ear we hear like quantity, quantity, quantity. It's all about content. It's, you know, don't overthink it. Just put it out there. And then on the other hand, it's how do you think about how you're adding value and moving with intention? And so you're so right. The, the first part of it is to just develop a plan think about you know the intersection of who you are and what you do and how can and how that can inform how you're communicating that to the world so on this podcast we talk a lot about um the career aspect of it right so i'm interested to hear how how does developing a brand interplay with career success and longevity and career growth um, and some of those key factors that come along with it, like building a network, creating opportunity, identifying advisors and mentors. Um, and even from personal experience like yourself too, I'd love to hear about how do you feel that once an athlete has established a brand, how can that lead to greater career success? Yeah, I mean, that's a really good question. And it's, it's not something we can answer in, in 15 minutes, but <laughs> there are, there are certainly steps that you need to take. I mean, if you look at my own trajectory, because, you know, I'll use the, the Tim Tebow's and the, the PJ Tucker's of the world as examples when I talk to, to schools and every now and again, somebody will say, okay, well, but that's Tim Tebow and that's PJ Tucker. Uh, these kids can't relate to that, those individuals, and I, which I think is completely wrong. But if you're going to tell me they can't relate to them, then they can relate to me because I didn't play college sports. I didn't have, you know, television access. I didn't have media coming to me and asking for interviews. I wasn't I wasn't given uh, a platform like uh, a lot of these individuals are given these days. And yet here I am. And the reason I am where I am is because I figured out where I wanted to go at 21 years old before I ever graduated college. I had a plan. And every single step that I took was with the intent of getting to that end goal. So like I said in the beginning, I wanted to be the head of brand marketing for Adidas or Nike football. So my first job was marketing planning at a department store that was owned by a target. I hated it. It was a terrible job. That's the job that I left, right? That's the job I wanted out of when I was in that status meeting, but I needed it, you know, and I knew it was the right thing to do. The next job that I got offered was a sales job. And I knew that if I took that sales job, I'd be off track and I'd be doing something in five years that it would not get me to where I ultimately wanted to go. So I turned that down I turned down the money. I turned down the position and the title and I stayed the course. And that's mm-hmm. the, that's one of the keys to this whole thing. Kirby, is it, 
the, the key is not just throwing something up on Twitter. It's having a plan and staying the course and being patient. I know nobody wants to hear that. <laughs> and I know they're going to point to YouTube celebrities and, and these kids that are 16 that are blowing up. But th- there's like 30 of those people. I mean, the, the chances of that happening are, are so small, it's not even worth talking about. Now, if you put yourself in a position to have a particular voice and carve out a niche, you may end up blowing up like that and you may have a career for the rest of your life. Just be, just plan for it. Have a plan. Mm-hmm. You know, I, I wouldn't be where I am today without that plan. This is not by chance. It's not by happenstance. It's, I wrote a particular book on a particular subject in order to be a particular part of this industry. And that's why I'm here. Imagine if I had the platforms that the athletes have to start off. I'd have gotten there a lot earlier and, and I'd probably be in a, in a, a totally different stratosphere, you know? Right. So it's all about planning to me. It's all about consistency. Of course. Move with intention. So today you actually launched an online course um, that is kind of an evolution of, you know, all of your expertise and subject matter and brands and championships and athletes or brands too. Can you talk a little bit about that and, and why you felt this was the time to launch it? Yeah, well, I appreciate you asking. Um, yeah, it's a big day for me. It's been a long time coming. I've, I've been working on this for, for uh, it feels like years now. Um, basically, the course is a bit of an extension to Athletes or Brands too. with that book being all about teaching athletes how to build brands outside of sports. Again, the whole point is to set them up to succeed once they take that jersey off. You know, for the very last time, where are you going to go from there? What I realized in a lot of the, the, the speaking engagements that I do, you know, I don't like standing up there and just talking for an hour and then leaving. I just feel like there's, there's a huge miss and it's a waste of a lot of people's time. So when I'm in there and I'm in the room, I try to get these kids to actively start building their plans. Mm-hmm. So I get them to bring a notebook, ask them the questions that I would ask myself or a client, just get them on the track and on the path. But Again, even in that case, I'm leaving an hour later. They never see me again. And they probably never continue building that plan. So I built two things. One, my, my next book is coming out in a couple of weeks. And I've actually parsed out my marketing plan template that I learned, again, from someone far smarter than me a long, long time ago. I parsed that out. I put that in the book. Uh, and then I built a course to go with that book where I'll teach my, my philosophies on brand marketing to these athletes at the end of every video lesson. And they're all really short. Kirby, you know, I know we all know <laughs> none of us have, none of us have an attention span, right? right? They're all, all of these lessons are less than four minutes long. So you're going to get in, you're going to get out. But at the end of every lesson, I point you to the book and I say, fill out this section of your marketing plan. And with every single step, every single lesson, you get closer to finishing and completing your own plan so that when you graduate, as a, as a star athlete, as a bench former, as a walk-on, I don't care. Whoever you are, as an athlete, you will walk away with your own marketing plan that identifies what kind of niche you can carve out in the industry that you love. So the, the course itself is all online. It's, like I said, it's short and sweet. It's a weekly course. Um, you, can, you can do it at your own pace. But yeah, for me, it's just how do we keep these kids enter- entertained and engaged and thinking about the future. And I knew a book, <laughs> a book is not necessarily the answer. You know, we, <laughs> we, it's hard enough to, I mean, as a general student at 18, I didn't want to open up a textbook. So 
uh, trying to get you to open up another book is probably not the answer. Right. These days it's video. That's how I'm, I'm trying to teach. So it's exciting. I'm, I'm super pumped about it. It's been a big day for me. No, that's exciting. I mean, like building building a plan for yourself feels like such a daunting task, right? So how do you break it out in a way that's digestible and just easy for people to consume? And as a brand marketer, I'm probably biased, but feels like it'd be fun to to follow along with. So that's that's awesome. Congrats. Um, so to, to wrap up, I mean, what's next now that we're in this space of athletes as their own brands, athletes as their own media platforms and production companies, even at all scales, right? We see it at the highest of scales, but even at the student athlete level too, um, it becomes a little bit more crowded. Um, so what are you saying? Like, what do you think is the next wave of athlete brands? And how can the people listening to this right now think about how they can differentiate themselves in the future? I think that I, I'm biased too. Obviously, I think the next wave is education. Mm-hmm. I think you have, to, you have to learn this stuff. I mean, when I was 23, I was consuming books, marketing books like they were water. You know, I was hydrating through just information and data. Mm-hmm. And that's, that's what set me apart. And I, I think we have to stop thinking these things are silver bullet opportunities. Again, there's 30 people that had that silver bullet. One video went crazy, turned into the next video, the next video. Great. That's awesome. And you know what, man, good for them. That's capitalism and I love it. But for the rest of us, we need to use our brains to outsmart everybody else. We need to use our brains to find a path and to find that niche. Everybody wants the whole pie all at once, right? And I tell, I tell people that I work with, start with a slice. Just go find a slice. Get that slice, and I guarantee you, it'll turn into a bigger slice and a bigger slice and a bigger slice. But you have to have patience, and you have to learn how to do these things. So again, I think the next step is education, and we can't skip that. I think everybody wants to because it's, it's not as fun as getting on Twitter and, and, and trying to be funny. <laughs> right. You know, it's not. I get it. It's not as fun. It's not as fun as doodling as a marketer. My favorite part was doodling print ad ideas onto the napkins. You know, when you're at a restaurant. That's the fun stuff. But I wouldn't have known what to put on that napkin if not for all the education and all the work that I put in. So right. I think education is the next phase that we have to invest in and we have to be serious about. Yeah, you have to invest in yourself and just be a continual learner. Um, Well, Jeremy, thank you so much. I feel like I've taken away so much from this. Build a plan, stick to a plan, um, and just keep that North Star in mind. So thank you so much for for joining us. Excited for your new course and all that you have coming up. And would just encourage everyone listening to this to, to go check it out. So thank you. Thank you, Kirby. Congrats on the podcast. All right. Thanks for listening into this episode. In the meantime, we want to hear from you. Stay connected. Leave us a comment on Apple podcast, DM us or contact us on our website, whatever is easiest. We want to know your feedback and what questions you have. Otherwise, we'll be back soon with more athletes, more perspectives and more pro tips on the way.